You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh Israel, 5783-2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha Vayishlach. In our Parsha we have the encounter, the world-shattering, the cataclysmic encounter between Yaakov Avinu, Jacob, and Esau, Esau, but not just on a physical level when they meet and Yaakov is able to subdue his brother, as it were, through his submission. We also have, immediately previous to that, the encounter between Yaakov and the, and the angel of Esau. That is an even more powerful encounter. It's a spiritual encounter between the spiritual power of Esau and the spiritual power of Yaakov Avinu. The Pesach tells us, Yaakov had brought his family over the river and he came back in order to bring the rest of his possessions and on his return by himself, there he was alone there was a man who struggled with him and our sages say it wasn't just any man, it was the Sari Shal Esav, the angel of Esav they continued battling, they continued struggling until the morning and then, finally, the angel says, it's time for me to go. I need to go back to heaven in order to praise Hashem, to sing His praises. But in this battle, both on the physical level and on the spiritual level, Chazal, our sages, see a mashal, an analogy for all times, for the Jewish people's struggle throughout history, with Esav, with the world of the West, in Europe, in America, spiritual struggle, a physical struggle, one that continues until today, and one that ultimately will be resolved when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives. I'd like to share with you this really incredible Medrash that talks about this on a level that I've never seen before. I don't recall ever seeing anything like this. Very deep, very profound. And let's study this together. So our Chazal, our sages say like this, Ravuna Amar Leroya Nidmaloi. What, what, what was the predicate? What predicated the, the battle, the spiritual battle between Yaakov and, and the angel? What was the backstory? How did they start struggling? What was the fight about? Ravuna says that the angel of Esau appeared to Yaakov as a shepherd, as a shepherd. Each one of them had sheep, and they each had camels, and they needed to bring their, their flocks to the other side of the river. Actually, there's two different gears here. One is, I'm actually reading from the magician Shira Shirim, which has a very similar, almost identical magish to our parsha. In our parsha, it says, "You bring over your animals first. The angel said to 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 Yaakov, "You bring over all of your flock first, and then I'll bring over my flock. Let's do it one at a time, so we don't get mixed up between our flocks. So everything remains clear." After Yaakov finished bringing over all of his flocks. So Yaakov said, let me go back, and I want to make sure that I haven't forgotten anything. 
Now, when he came back and there was nothing left of his on the on the first side of the river, so the shepherd, so to speak, the angel said to him, Hey, what are you doing here? You already brought all your stuff. You must have come back to try to steal something that's mine. And they started to struggle and fight. That's how the Yitzhak understands this piece in the Medrash. So that's one understanding. Medrash brings a story about two Talmud Chachamim. Uh, I believe it was two Talmud Chachamim who were having some kind of of business dealing in the times of the Gemara, and they they were involved with some expensive schaira, some expensive merchandise, and after they left, they came back to just check that they hadn't left anything there, and they found a very expensive bundle of items that they had left behind. They learned it from Yaakov Avinu that we need to go back and check and make sure there's nothing left behind. Interesting. What exactly is the concept? I don't want to get into it really too much because it's off of the direct topic that I'd like to speak about, but I'll just touch on it because the piece in the Medrash before mentions that this story of Yaakov Avinu is emblematic of all that will happen to the Jewish people, as we as we said. And so it applies, first of all, to the, right, what's he taking across the river? He's taking all of his, all of his merchandise, so to speak. He's, he was a shepherd. His children were shepherds. So he's bringing over all of his possessions. So it's representative of the fact that Kalal Yisrael throughout the ages will have a struggle, a struggle when it comes to their parnasa, when it comes to their livelihood. But there's also a, there's also a struggle in general, will we survive? Will we survive the Gullus of Edom? Will we survive the exile in the, in the lands of the West? Will we make it back to the land of Israel? Will we get back here safely? It also represents our spiritual struggle. Will we be able to succeed in our spirituality? Will we be able to study the Torah properly? That's the piece of the Medrash right before in, the, in Shir Hashirim. And so over here, very interestingly, our sages took this literally. And they understood that anything that I can glean, anything that I can learn from Yaakov, you know, I need to apply to my business. It's going to be true when it comes to our battles, our spiritual battles, our, our physical battles for survival. There's so much that we learn from Yaakov Avinu. But let's look a little bit deeper and see one more statement as to what happened here. In the first version of Rav Huna, so the angel said to Yaakov, you bring your stuff over first, I'll bring my stuff over second. And then they, they got in a fight. But now listen to this version. The sages say, The angel appeared to Yaakov as an arch-villain, or an arch-thief, uh, a super-thief. The leader of a gang, perhaps we could say. Pirates, a, a, a master pirate. So, he was a scary foe that Yaakov had to deal with. He couldn't just bring all... Yaakov was a very strong person, as the before Shem explained. He was very powerful. And why does he need the help of somebody else? But, the, but he felt backed into a corner, the Yitzhak explains. So this is what happened. He was backed into a corner. The the angel says to Yaakov, look, I'm going to help you with your stuff, and then you'll help me with my stuff. Okay, this sounds very reminiscent of what Esav is going to say later 
after their encounter, he's going to say, you know, why don't we walk together? Right? So Esau's angel says to, to, to Yaakov, you know, it's very deep, why don't we help each other? Why don't we help each other? So what happens? So, naturally, or supernaturally, the angel being a spiritual being, so he helps Yaakov in a moment. In a moment, all of Yaakov's stuff is transferred to the other side of the river. Now it's Yaakov's turn to help the angel. Yaakov Avinu. So, he starts to help his companion, who helped him very quickly. Wow, it was amazing. He starts to help his companion. He starts t- bringing over the sheep of the, of the angel to the other side of the river. Comes back. N- another sheep. Another sheep all night long. And as the, the magician Arapasha says, he kept coming back. New sheep kept appearing. It was like, it was unbelievable. You just when you think you're done, there's more. Oh, is that all? No, there's more. What is this? What is this magical business? Masa Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu understood. Jacob understood that something, something strange is going on here. Something supernatural is going on here, right? Rav Pinchas says something which I actually do not understand exactly what is the concept of it. Well, let's just take it. This is what it says. Rapinta said that he took, Yaakov Avinu took a, a soft piece of wool, a soft wool sadin, uh, some kind of uh, material. And he, and he wrapped it around his neck. He wrapped it around the neck of the angel. Maybe, maybe he got him in a noose, maybe he got him in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a neck lock. It's not clear exactly what he was doing. Amar leib parmokis parmokis chorash at. Es chorash imetslichem belayla. So he said to him, you're a magician. You're using black magic. Yaakov still didn't realize that this was an angel. Right? So he says, you're, uh, you're using black magic in order to confuse me, in order to, in order to start up with me. So he got, he got, he wrapped this around his neck and he said, you have power. When do you have power? You have power at night. This is the explanation of the Tirosh. You have power at night, right? Black magic only works in the darkness, right? If we shine a little bit of light on this, uh, wait, let's wait till the morning, right? Uh, right there, they're waiting to get to the morning. Yaakov is just trying to get through the night because the power of this Malach, how is he able to, how is the angel able to exert influence over Yaakov? It's only through his magical powers, or that's what Yaakov thought. I'm sorry. The Malach said at that moment, I gotta do something so Yaakov knows who he's dealing with. Me'asa, Nasan etzba alatsur. Hitchila teiseses esh. There's two different girsas. There's the girsa here, which says that he took his finger and he put it onto a rock. There's another girsa in our Medrash, which says he took his finger and he put it onto the earth. But either way, 
the angel took his finger, which is interesting, why is it specifically his finger? And with his finger, he set a, he, he lit a fire. All of a sudden, a fire burst out from his finger. Perhaps the fire was starting to burn around on the earth. So, what, what's the understanding of this? What's the fire versus the dark? What's, what's going on? As I understand it, what the Medrash is saying is that Yaakov is accusing the angel of using black magic, which is the forces of evil. The angel says, don't think that I'm using black magic. I'm using the forces of good. Aish, fire, represents spirituality, as we'll see when it comes to Yaakov's response. So the angel is saying, I'm not using uh, evil forces. I'm using forces of good in order to fight with you. Amar leimen hado at matchili. Yaakov Avinu says, you're, you're, you're scaring me with that? You're scaring me with fire? You're trying to use a spiritual force to scare me? Brings the Medrash, the Pasuk, which is, you know, the powerful verse I think we have in our, in our uh, Haftarah this week. Which is the Pasuk that speak about, what is the end of Esau? What is the end of the Western world? What is the end of this spiritual force called Esau? If he gets destroyed, how does he get destroyed? With the fire of Yaakov, with the, with the flame of Yosef. Right? So Yaakov says, I am referred to as fire. You have one finger of fire. I, my whole essence is fire. I'm a spiritual fire. I have a spiritual fire. My fire will put out your fire. My, my power will destroy your power. Amar Bichanina Bar Yitzchak. The Medrash here continues, and interestingly, this piece is not in the Medrash in our Parsha. However, it's very instructive to understand what is the, the concept here. Amar Bichanina Bar Yitzchak, Amar Bichanina Bar Yitzchak, Amar Bichanina Hashem says to the, to the Malach, to this angel, the, the spiritual power of Esav, He says to him, what, how do you stand? How can you how can you fight with Yaakov? You can't fight with Yaakov. He is coming to you and he has five powerful zuchuyas, five powerful merits that are in his hands. Zuchusa, he has his own merits, his own spiritual merits. Uzchus Aviv, He has the spiritual merits of his father Yitzchak, his father ya- of his mother Rivka. He has the the merit of his grandfather Avram and the merit of his grandmother Sarah Compare yourself to him. Check out your merits. You can't compare yourself to him at all. You have no power compared to him. Yaakov has all of the power. Yosef asks the obvious question, What do you mean? How does Yaakov have power? He has it from himself, from his parents. Esav also has parents. Esav is also from Yitzchak and and, and Rivka. Esav is also from Avram and Sarah. But clearly, the difference is that Yaakov is the one who continues in their ways. How do I have a merit from my parents and my grandparents for their good deeds? 
How does that stand for me? It stands for me if I am also behaving in the way that they behaved. If I am also doing the positive things that they did. Avram was the pillar of chesed. Yaakov continues in the way of chesed. Yitzchak is the pillar of gvur, self-control. Yaakov continues with that self-control. That's why Yaakov has this chus. Esav has no schus. Esav did not continue in their ways. Esav rejected their ways. Esav was busy with his own desires. Whatever he wanted, that's what he did. But see, the thing is, and this is what's very interesting, as the Esav also points out, he did have a schus. That's why Yaakov was afraid. He did have a merit. Yaakov was fearful. Why? Because, and this, this is really represented by, if you think about it, perhaps we can say the pshat, chamisha kameyim biyodoy. Yaakov has five merits in his hands. What are five? Five fingers, right? He has in his hand. Yaakov has the whole hand. Esav also has a finger, right? The fire comes out of the finger. He has one finger. What is his finger? What is his merit? What is his power? What is his spiritual power? The Esav says, really two things. One is his kibbutz of Aim. Esav was exceptional in his honor for his father Yitzchak. Number two, Esav was living in Eretz Yisrael, an incredible schus. He was in Russia. He was terrible. He didn't follow in the ways of his, of his parents and his grandparents. But he had the, the, the schus, the incredible merit of living in Eretz Yisrael. Just living in Israel is a very powerful merit. And Yaakov had been away for 22 years. He didn't have kibbutz of Aim. He didn't have the merit of honoring his parents. He didn't have the merit of living in Israel. That's why he was concerned, points out the Eitz Yisif. But Hashem says to to Esav, to the Sar of Esav, to the to the Malach, to the angel, He says, "It's true. There's power. It's true that Esav has spiritual power, even, but that power is nothing compared to Yaakov's power. Yaakov's power is the full hand. He's got the full deck. Esav is playing with a without a full deck. He's missing part of the deck. He's missing part. He's missing a, a, an incredible part." He's missing everything. And immediately what happened was, Esav's angel saw that he couldn't succeed against Yaakov. Rabbi Levi says, what does it mean that he saw? Besides what we just said, he saw that he couldn't succeed because he sees he doesn't have the merit. Furthermore, he saw the Shekhinah, he saw the Divine Presence. What is this like? says the measures Archilistis. Back to this Archilistis, this arch villain, this super thief, this super pirate. A super pirate came and he was battling with the son of the king, the prince. Suddenly the arch villain looks up and he sees the king. He sees the king is standing over him. Immediately what happens to the super pirate, the super pirate is just a paper tiger. He immediately collapses under, under the sun, under the prince. The struggle is over. The fight is over. Why? Because the Shekhinah appears. The divine presence appears. The king appears. The moment that the Malach saw the divine presence... He had no power. That's what it means. He saw that he couldn't succeed. That's what Rabbi Levi said. 
He saw the divine presence. So what does it mean? What is the concept here? What is the depth of this? What is the spiritual power? What is the fire of Yaakov? What is the fire of Yaakov that offsets the power of Esav? You see, Esav wants to do business with us. Esav wants to say, I'm going to help you, you help me, we're going to help each other. But it doesn't really work out so well when we get involved with Esav. We just end up in a struggle. The Jewish people, we are a nation that dwells alone. We are a nation whose essence is spirituality. We are a nation whose essence is the fire of the Shekhinah, the fire of the Divine Presence. That is our power. When we try to meet up with Esau, when we try to join hands with those who represent the physical realm, those who represent dedication to, to, physical, to the physical exclusively to the, to the detriment of all spirituality, that's the incredible challenge. That's the incredible struggle that the Jewish people are in for all time until, until Mashiach comes, until the Messiah arrives. But here we are, as we mentioned last week, here we are at, a, at the moment in time when Yaakov is returning to Eretz Yisrael. And we're talking about Mashiach, we're talking about the Messiah, we're talking about the ultimate revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God in the world. That's what we're talking about, these Pesukim, the fire of, of Yaakov, the destruction of Esav. These are all concepts that have to do with the advent of Mashiach, the Messianic Age, which, God willing, is upon us, soon upon us. So what is the message? What is the message? The message is that where is our power? Where is our fire? Where is our success? It's not, it's not going to be by teaming up with the non-Jewish world. It's not going to be by teaming up with the forces of Esau. Not on a spiritual level, right? They have a spiritual power, right? There are good, there are good people out there. There are spiritual people out there. There are people who are committed to godliness. But that's not where our power comes from. Our power comes not from connecting to, to their power, because our power is absolute. Our power is the full hand. Their power is the finger. Our power is the full hand. And it's our connection to our Torah. It's our connection to the Avos, to our parents, our grandparents, the, the patriarchs and the matriarchs. It's our connection to their exalted midas, their character traits. That's what gives us the power to succeed. That's what gives us the power to struggle and win. We just have to get through the night. We just have to get until that moment when the light bursts forth. When the light starts to come up, we have to continue this, this struggle, this commitment, this spirituality, the Shekhinah is there. Right? And that's what it comes out because the very end, like we saw, is that the Shekhinah was there all along, standing over the sun, standing over the prince. And and what happens? The the, the Malach just folds. Just folds. That's the end. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to use the tools in our arsenal in this struggle in the spiritual struggle, whether it's for our parnasa, our livelihood, whether it's for our spirituality, every single aspect of our lives, 
Hashem should help us that we should be able to infuse our lives with the fire of Torah, with the fire of our tradition, with the fire of Yaakov Avinu, of Jacob. And Hashem should help us to be zeiche, to, to, to merit, to see the day when we will all return and have a base Hamikdash, a temple rebuilt in Jerusalem. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.